Sephora stores are everywhere you are. So just pop in when you need a brown lip to match your 90s playlist. A confidence boost before your interview. Or a last minute gift for mom's birthday. There's always a Sephora near you. Just pop in. Use our store locator to find your local Sephora or Sephora at Kohl's. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people. And you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall rock climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. presents the Screen Guild Players. The Screen Guild play tonight... Mr. and Mrs. Smith. The Starling Players. This is John Bennett. This is Robert Young. And this is Ralph Bellamy. Tonight, Lady Esther presents the Screen Guild players in a rib-tickling farce about a marital mishap, Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Our stars are lovely Joan Bennett, who plays Mrs. Smith, Robert Young as Mr. Smith, and Ralph Bellamy as Jefferson Custer III. September the 10th, 1939, David Smith married Ann Krausheimer. On September the 11th, they had a quarrel. But on the morning of September the 12th, they made up. David said it was his fault. Ann said it was her fault. On September the 13th, they had a quarrel. But on the morning of September the 14th, they made up. David said it was his fault. Ann said it was her fault. Yesterday was December the 13th, 1942. And they had a quarrel. We joined them on the morning of December the 14th. It was all my fault, Anne. No, David, darling, it was my fault. You were dead right about my brother. He is a bum. Of course he is, but I shouldn't pick on your relatives. It isn't sporting. Well, I called your Aunt Edith an old tomato. But she is an old tomato. Well, just the same, I didn't have to prove it. I guess I lost my head when you threw the sugar bowl at me. Oh, I shouldn't have done that, David. My heart leapt up in my throat and sort of hung there the minute I saw it flying through the air. Nothing to be frightened about. I ducked in plenty of time. That's what frightened me. 
It really was a cowardly thing to do, David. You knew very well you were standing right in front of the potted palm that Mother gave us for Christmas. I know you never liked my mother. Now, let's not bring your mother into this. This is a free country. My mother has a perfect right to come into the conversation. Not into my conversation. It's my conversation, too. Oh, yeah? Well, let me tell you something. Tell me nothing. I'll tell you something. Well, and so the Smiths had another quarrel. Somehow or other, David got into his new tweed topcoat, on which Anne thought she saw some dark hairs, and got out of the house at last. We pick him up as he arrives in his office and is confronted by his partner, Jefferson Custer III, which was just too, too many. All right, Jeff, so it's 11 o'clock. I burn my candles at both ends. I don't believe in the Easter Bunny. I'm forever blowing bubbles. I'm a mess. Now, please get that suffering expression off your face. That's quite unfair, David. I only suggested that the members of a legal firm should have a little more regard for routine. I'd be glad to, but I can't let business interfere with the fights I have at home. It's a pity you can't be less aggressive in your relationship with Anne. Oh, naturally, I'm to blame. I didn't say that. But it does seem odd that you have so many quarrels. Anne is such a gentle person. Gentle? She's the only dreamboat I ever saw with 16-inch guns. What's on the docket for today? Any new cases? Well, a Mr. Deaver wants to see you. He's been waiting an hour. Deaver? Never heard of him. Bring him in. He says it's a private matter. I won't stay. Of course you'll stay. You know I never talk to a client unless you're around. Bring him in. Very well. Mr. Smith will see you now, Mr. Deaver. I appreciate the compliment you paid me, David. Compliment? I just meant that you're great atmosphere. Other law officers have marble statues of Alexander Hamilton. We have you. Oh. Oh. Mr. Smith, I am Weonidas Deaver. Well, have a chair, Mr. Deaver. What's on your mind? Are you Mr. David Smith? That's right. Are you the Mr. David Smith who married Miss Ann Klausheimer in Beecham, Idaho? I am. In that case, Mr. Smith, I have a surprise for you. Oh, goody. Beecham is not in Idaho, but Nevada. They just found out by a new survey. You don't say. Yep. So, you and Miss Klausheimer are not legally married. Well, I could happen to... What? Say that again. You're not legally married, Mr. Smith. Isn't that reprehensible? <laughs> oh, David, that's terrible. I see no reason for amusement, David. This is quite a serious matter. Serious? It's hilarious. For three years, get this, for three years I've been pounding on the bathroom door and saying, hurry up and get out of that tub. And who was in the tub? Miss Krausheimer. <laughs> Hello? Hello, Anne. Now, David, if you've just called me up to start another argument... Argument, darling? Nothing was further from my mind. Look, I've got a great idea. Let's call off that bridge date tonight and just stay home and be romantic. David, are you feeling all right? I never felt better in my whole life. I just happen to feel romantic, that's all. Now, let's have an intimate little dinner, and you can wear that black lacy thing. Just a minute, David. Who is it? Your dear mother, darling. Oh, well, sit down. I'll be right there. It was mother, David. The old pest. What? I said give her my best. And, uh, <laughs> get rid of her before I come home. Get rid of her? Well, I mean, we don't want anyone around tonight, darling. Let's have candles on the table and put on some of that perfume I like. You know, the kind that makes my nostrils twitch... Why, David, what on earth come over you? You just wait and see. Will you be ready? Oh, yes, darling. Goodbye. Goodbye, sweet. <sighs> Anne, 
dear. I... Hello, Mother. I suppose you dropped in for lunch. My poor little girl. There's nothing wrong with me. What are you talking about? You're not married. You're crazy. Oh, no, I'm not. I met Leonardo's diva from Beecham this morning, and he explained that Beecham is really in Nevada, and you had an Idaho license. Is that bad? It means you're not legally married. Oh, my poor baby. To think that such a disgrace should come to the Krausheimers. Oh, calm down, Mother. All David has to do is marry me again, and as soon as I tell him... But he he'll... knows by now. Mr. Deaver was going to see him this morning. Oh. oh, of course he knows. I see the whole thing now. Did he mention it when he was talking to you on the phone? No, but he will. He wants to be romantic about it. We're having dinner at home tonight with candles, and, and he'll propose all over again. My poor child, I hope you're right. I've never trusted David Smith. Now, you listen to me, Anne. If he doesn't propose well, don't tonight... be ridiculous, Mother. Of course he'll propose. I won't say yes right away, of course. I'll, I'll make him coax me like I did the first time. But don't you worry, Mother. As soon as dinner is over, David and I will make you an honest mother-in-law. was my idea of a really swell dinner. It was, darling. Definitely. You buy the best canned spaghetti I ever tasted. <laughs> How about some more champagne? No, thanks. I'm all bubbly now. <laughs> Anne, there's something I'd like to say to you. Yes, David? Come here. <laughs> now, what do you want to tell me? Anne. Yes? Gee, you smell good. <laughs> oh. David... I was thinking today, how would you like to go to Beecham on our next vacation? Now, don't change the subject. There's something about you tonight that goes right to my nose. Oh. Seductive, that's what that perfume is. <laughs> when I first met you in Beecham, you smelled of hay and Castile soap. Did I tell you that Mother was here today? We had quite a chat. I'll bet you did. And that reminds me. Yes, David? And there's something I want to ask you. Yes, David? How come a girl with a mother like yours can smell so nice? I believe I will take some more champagne. That's the spirit. But why don't we take the bottle and a couple of glasses and go in the, the other room? The uh, other room? Sure. Let's go in and get comfortable and maybe turn the little radio on nice and low. David, I want to tell you something. But none of that swing stuff. Tonight, I want Guy Lombardo. Come on. David Smith, you'd better listen to me right now. Must be pretty important. It certainly is. I know all about the Idaho wedding license. Oh. Oh, that? Yes, that. Mother heard it from Mr. Deaver. Well, looks like I'm out on a double play. Deaver to mother to you. You knew all the time and you weren't going to tell me. Oh, you're wrong, sweetheart. I was going to tell you later. How much later? Well... Oh, I should have known it. Oh, now, take it easy, honey. You were just going to lead me on and on, and when you got tired of me, you were going to cast me aside like a worn-out orange. The word is glove. Uh, I didn't mean any harm, honey. We'll go down to City Hall and get married again first thing in the morning. And where do you think you're going to spend the night? Well, here, of course. Oh, no, you're not. You, 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 Guy Lombardo listener. Oh, but darling, you... Get out. Oh, you're just upset, baby. After all, a man's wife can't... Well, I'm not your wife. I'm Miss Ann Krausheimer, and you don't live here anymore. Oh, sweetheart, you don't mean it. Hmm, she means it. Good morning, Miss Lanning. Good morning, Mr. Smith. Mr. Custer is waiting for you in your office. Thanks. Hello. Sit down, David. There's something I want to say to you. Briefly, 
briefly, it's... Really? What else is new? Pardon me, I, I believe I'm getting a cold this beastly weather. Now, you should have your galoshes retreaded. But uh, you had something to say to me? Yes, I, uh, I just spoke to Ann on the telephone. Oh? I asked her to come down here to talk this thing over quietly and sanely. You're much too fine, both of you, to have this happen. Why, gosh, Jeff, it's awfully decent of you to... I'm going to take matters into my own hands, David. After all, you and Ann, you mean a good deal to me. Why, Jeff, I... Shake hands with me, Jeff. Glad to, old man. Jeff, you're the best friend a man ever had. We're partners, old man. You're the best law partner a man ever had. We were school chums, old man. And you were the best fullback Michigan ever had. Oh, come now, old man. I always said Harmon was a greater back, but I was wrong, Jeff. Harmon couldn't touch you. <laughs> Thanks, old man. Mrs. Smith is here. Send her in, old man. I mean, uh, send her in. This way, Mrs. Smith. Hello, Jeff. Oh, I'm glad to see you, Ann. I... Talk to my uh, lawyer. Uh, uh... Your lawyer? What lawyer? Anne has asked me to represent her in this matter, David. <laughs> what? Anne doesn't need a lawyer. You're right, David. She doesn't. Because according to the facts, you two aren't married at all. Why, you sniveling shyster. You call yourself a lawyer? Someday an ambulance is going to back up and knock all your teeth out. Now, let's not lose our tempers. We must face facts. You two simply are not married and never have been. Oh, uh, I admit a certain relationship has existed between you. Let us mm. not go into that. And the law states clearly that should the woman care to halt this relationship and marry someone else, she has a legal right to do so. Really? Are you sure, Jeff? Absolutely. Peterson versus Peterson, Jones versus Jones, Brown versus Brown, the state of Pennsylvania versus Horowitz. My. Horowitz sounds like a bigamist. You're supposed to be a friend of mine, Custer, and you tell her about Horowitz? I have never taken advantage of our friendship, David. And it's only because you're standing here that I'm able to say to Anne, decently and honestly... And would you care to have dinner with me tomorrow night? <gasps> Why, of course, Jeff. Where? And I warn you, if you have dinner with him tomorrow night, we're through. Good. What time, Jeff? We're through, Ann. From now on, we're just friends. The store club all right, Jeff? Anywhere you say. Very well. Goodbye, Ann. And as for you, Custer... Yes, David? You couldn't carry Harmon's water bucket. Achoo! So the curtain falls on the first act of the Lady Esther Screen Guild Players' Presentation, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Robert Young, Joan Bennett, and Ralph Bellamy. Before we present Act Two, I'd like you to hear a word from our hostess, Lady Esther. You know how you felt on a holiday, gay and happy and ready for all the good things the day might bring? Remember how you've said, today's a special day, a wonderful day. Exciting, wasn't it? Sort of like the time you wore your first party dress or had your first important date. You know, every day can begin like that for you. Every day can seem like a holiday. If when you look in your mirror, you're able to say, my, I look nice this morning. My skin looks so smooth and fresh. Now, I don't know of any one thing that will make you a ravishing beauty overnight. But I do know that if you use Lady Esther face cream faithfully twice a day... It will help you have a fresher, lovelier skin that will make your heart sing for joy when you look in your mirror. You see, Lady Esther Four-Purpose Face Cream, this one cream by itself, takes care of the four most essential needs of your skin. It not only thoroughly cleans your skin, but it also softens your skin. It helps nature refine the pores. 
And finally, it leaves a smooth, flattering base for powder. I just wish you could read some of the letters I get from women who once used a lot of different kinds of preparations for their skin, but who now use just Lady Esther for-purpose face cream. So many of them say their skin never looked softer and smoother, never looked lovelier. Why don't you change to Lady Esther for-purpose face cream? Then, when you look in your mirror and see how fresh, how much more attractive your skin looks, well, every day may seem like a happy holiday to you. For the second act of the RKO comedy, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, starring Joan Bennett as Anne, Robert Young as David, and Ralph Bellamy as Jeff. Well, two weeks have passed, and Anne's date with Jeff has turned into a series of dates. David is frantic because he has heard that Anne intends to marry Jeff. And Anne is frantic because David is frantically chasing her all over town, which is a pretty frantic situation. We find Anne frantically knocking on Jeff's door. What are you doing here? Well, it was either your apartment or the park, Jeff. David has taken over my home. Well, come in, come in. You poor girl. Oh, you're so understanding. How's the cold? Oh, fine. I think it's dearly gone. <laughs> well, think again. I'm so glad you decided to come to me with your troubles. You know you could always count on me. Always. <gasps> oh, thanks, Jeff. And gesundheit a million. I mean, well, you know what I mean. Of course. <gasps> Say, young man, what you need is a little medical attention. Where's your bar, your liquor cabinet? I feel fine, Dad. No, you sit right down. I'll have you fixed up in a jiffy. Ah, here we are. Dad, that's whiskey. Of course. David always takes this for a cold or anything else. (laughs) Is that all for me? Two big swallows now, and there'll just be one less pneumonia case tomorrow. But I don't drink liquor. I just keep that here for day, uh, for friends. You mean you never drink? I haven't anything against other people drinking it, mind you, but I just never seem to have got around to breaking training for my football days, you know. <laughs> I eat four different vegetables a day. But this isn't just alcohol, Jeff. It's medicine. Well, if you think I ought to take Yes, it... I do. One big gulp now. All right. There we are. My goodness. Didn't you feel it? Didn't it burn or anything? No, no. I've tried this before. Uh, As an experiment, of course. (laughs) Taking a drink simply does not affect me. My uh, metabolism, I guess. I've never seen anyone hold it like that. I don't think one is going to do you any good. Now, eh? It's all medicine. Kills the germs. Drink it up now. Your health. What a constitution. You know, I believe my cold's gone. I never saw anyone in my life who could swallow whiskey like that. Oh, I imagine it's common among cases of high metabolism. <laughs> high what? Metabolism. Uh, oh, oh. Goodness, it's chilly. If you don't mind, I'll fight a liar in the plier face. <laughs> 
Maybe that second one was too much. Nonsense, my dear. I... <coughs> Miss Ann, I... May I pardon your bag for a moment? <laughs> Certainly. I find a cold shower about a cat... I mean, tartar ba- uh, alcohol. If, if you'll... If you'll... Jeff. Jeff, speak to me. Jeff, wake up. Oh, dear. Jeff. Coming, coming. Is uh, this Mr. Jefferson Custer III's apartment? Yes, that's he on the floor. <laughs> Won't you come in? May I ask just what is going on here? Oh, too much metabolism, I guess. Here, help me get his clothes off. Very well, I... I beg your pardon. Now, <laughs> don't be stuffy. This is an emergency. Say, who are you, anyway? I am his mother. His mother? Oh, oh, please, Mrs. Custer, let me explain. As a matter of fact, I insist that you do. Well, uh, I'm a friend of his, and, well... Oh! Oh, look, I, I think he's coming, too. Oh! Jeff, are you all right, Jeff? Yes, I, I think so. Oh, my... Father, where did you come from? From Newport. And rather opportunity, it seems. Jefferson, who is this woman? Oh, she's a... Uh... Oh, now, wait a minute. Uh, don't get the wrong impression, Mother. Anne's a very dear, sweet girl, and none of this is her fault at all. She was only trying to help. Oh, indeed. Miss Krausheimer happens to be a very good friend of mine. More than a friend, I might add. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. As a matter of fact, Anne and I are going to be married. Married? Oh, that's different, my dear. I am sorry for what I've said. I know that if my son wants you for his wife, you are everything you should be. Thank you. All right, this is our busy night, isn't it? Would you answer the door, Anne? Of course. So I thought you'd be here. David, don't you dare make a scene because... Well, because Jeff's mother is here. Now, please, David. Who is it, Anne? Oh, oh, hello, David. Mother, come here. This is my partner, David Smith. Oh, how do you do, Mr. Smith? How do you do? Jeff's written me so much about you. Oh, uh, I presume you know Miss Krausheiber? Oh, we we met some time ago. I've, um, I've just heard the news, Mr. Smith. Isn't it thrilling? Oh, but I suppose it's an old story to you. Older than you think, Mrs. Coster. (laughs) Hey, Krause? <laughs> Where are you going on your honeymoon, Jeff? Bermuda? Oh, I wouldn't advise it. Anne's a bad sailor. Say, Krause, remember the trip we took on the Albany night boat? The uh, Albany night boat? If you do take a boat trip, Jeff, you'll have to put her to bed and hold a hot water bottle on her stomach. I know, brother. Why, all night long I stand there with a... Oh, he considers well... himself a medical authority, Mrs. Krause. Oh. Really? David, don't you think you ought to be leaving? Oh, sure. I just dropped in to ask Krause if my shorts were back in the laundry <laughs> Your shorts? Krause, uh, uh, Ann sort of took care of his things around the house. <laughs> little household things. Mm-hmm. Best little housekeeper you ever saw. Jeff's a lucky man, Mrs. Custer. I wish she was going to marry me. You do, Mr. Smith? You bet. Krause's quite a girl, Mrs. Custer. Believe me, I ought to know. I've been sitting across the breakfast table from her for three solid years. Oh! Jefferson, this time I was running along. I'd like to see you later, if you don't mind. In private. Goodbye. David Smith, I hate you. That was downright mean, David. However, it'll do you no good. I intend to marry Anne before this month is out. Before this week is out. What's the matter with tonight? Right now. Why, Gad, that's a good idea. It certainly is. We'll be married tonight. Oh, you you mean tonight? Sure. (laughs) Jeff and I know a justice of the peace who lives in this neighborhood. He can be over here in five minutes with a special license. But but, but this is so sudden. Yes, but it'll settle things once and for all. I'll go inside and phone him. In five minutes, we'll be man and wife. Mm -hmm. Well, Anne, I... You're getting married. Congratulations. Would you like to borrow my copy of What Every Girl Should Know? You engineered this, you sneak, marrying me off to that man. I thought you loved him. I do love him. 
I love him madly. But how do I know whether I want to marry him? Well, I won't let you do to good old Jeff what you've done to me. His reputation must be protected. You are a... I know. It rhymes with mouse. Well, it's all settled. Justice will be over here in a couple of minutes with a special license. Fine. And to show there's no hard feelings, I'll be the best man. Well, let's have a little drink to your happiness. You know I never drink. Oh, come now. Man only gets married now and then. <laughs> Jeff doesn't drink, David. Liquor does things to him. Why, Ann? You know drinking doesn't affect me. Oh, if you're referring to what happened before... Well, it must have been something I ate. Sure, that's all it was. Why, Jeff can handle any amount of the stuff. It's the food that throws him every time. Absolutely. Remember the night after we won the bank in case, Jeff? We thought we ought to celebrate, so we sent out for a salami sandwich and five bottles of vodka. What happened? Poor old Jeff passed out cold. Salami went right to his head. <laughs> you know, I haven't touched a salami sandwich since. Oh, but this is nothing but a harmless bottle of whiskey. Come on, have a drink. Better not, Jeff. Nonsense. It couldn't possibly hurt me. That's right. We men know what we're doing. Pour a shot for all of us, Jeff, old man. You bet, old man. One for you. And one for you. And one for me. Is this your idea of a shot, Jeff? Certainly. Looks more like a barrage. <laughs> well, my friends, here's to a long... Oh, pardon me. I'll answer it. Probably Justice Carr. Well, Anne, in a few minutes, you'll be Mrs. Jefferson Custer III, which is quite a bunch of Custers. Yes, I guess I will. Great old name, Custer, but not what it used to be. The best you can say for Jeff is that he might die with his spats on. How do you feel? Me? Oh, I, I feel wonderful. I, I've never been happier. You don't sound very happy. David, I, I'm scared. Well, there's nothing to be scared about. I mean, I'm not sure. Well, here's Justice Carnes. You know Mr. Smith, of course, Justice. This is the bride, Miss Anne Krausheimer. Delighted, delighted. Ah, having a drink, I see. <laughs> yes. Won't you? Delighted, delighted. All right. Say when. <laughs> That's all there is. A uh, when? <laughs> well, here's to a long and happy marriage. Down the hatch, everybody. <sighs> excellent, excellent. Now let's proceed with the ceremony. Will the bride step forward? And the groom. <laughs> Did somebody push him? Oh, I knew it. He's down again. Hey, that was strong whiskey. I don't feel it myself, but I can see how others might. <coughs> Pardon me. <laughs> Poor Jeff will never revive him now. I gather, I mean, I gather that the wedding is off. Yes, I guess it is. Poor little girl, there she stands, Justice Carnes. Uh, who's those two girls with her? <laughs> uh, those are the bridesmaids. She's the one in the middle. Doesn't your heart ache for Justice? It even burns. <laughs> Look at it. No rings on her fingers and a drunken sod at her toes. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to sacrifice myself to revive her faith in men. I'm going to marry her myself. Very well. Do you, David Smith, take this woman to be a lawful wedded husband, a wife? I certainly do. This whole thing is a plot. You made Jeff take that drink because you knew what would happen. Sure, and so did you. But did you try to stop him? Well. Proceed with the ceremony. Uh, do you and Chris Hummer, uh, Krim, Krum, who, his, or Krum, 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 Krum. Kraus. Krausheimer. Oh, you said it. 
uh, what he said, take this man to be your lawful wedded wife. She does. I do not. She does. Make up your minds. Do she or don't she? Oh, well. I do, but... That's enough, that's enough. Then by authority of my virtuous man and wife, I now pronounce you justice of this county. <laughs> Thank you, Joan Bennett, Robert Young, and Ralph Bellamy. I don't know when we've had more fun rehearsing and presenting a Lady Esther Screen Guild Players program. We enjoyed it too, Mr. Bradley, for several reasons. Not the least of which is the fact that all the benefits from these programs go to the support of a charity which is very close to our hearts, the Motion Picture Relief Fund. Bob Young has something to say too. But first, may I ask you to listen to a word from one of our best-known beauty authorities, Lady Esther. Thank you, Miss Bennett. Suppose there was a face cream with such rich cleansing power that it gave your skin a cleaner, fresher look the very first time you use it. And suppose that same cream softened your skin, seemed to smooth away dryness and flaking. Now suppose at the same time, that cream made your skin look fresher and lovelier by helping nature refine the pores. And as though that weren't enough, suppose after you used this cream, it left a wonderfully smooth, flattering base on your skin. A perfect base for powder and makeup. Well, you'd think it was a miracle cream, wouldn't you? And yet there is just such a cream. Yes, the cream I've just been describing to you is Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. And it does all these four important things for your skin every time you use it. That's why you can expect such unusual results from Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. Today, millions of busy, lovely women use just this one cream for the complete care of their skin. And I just wish you could see the letters many of them write me. They say their skin never looked smoother, never looked fresher. Why don't you give up all those jars and bottles you may have thought you needed and change to just this one cream, Lady Esther Four Purpose Face Cream. And now, here is Robert Young. I have a message for you from our government. Our government and the railroads and bus lines of this country are specifically requesting civilians to avoid railway and bus travel between December 15th and January 5th. Please stay home between December 15th and January 5th and let a serviceman or his mother have your train or bus seat. And now here's Ralph Bellamy to tell you about next week's show. Next week, our Lady Esther Screen Guild players will bring you a program which has become a Christmas tradition in this theater. John Nesbitt's splendid radio adaptation of Oscar Wilde's story, The Juggler of Our Lady... Traditionally, too, Ronald Coleman will tell the story, and Nelson Eddy will bring to life the loveliest of all Christmas music. Thank you, and good night. Next week, then, Nelson Eddy and Ronald Coleman will bring you The Juggler and Our Lady. This is the Columbia Broadcasting System. <laughs>